Good morning, LBC Radio. My name is Corey Rosen with the Story Podcast. Today I have on a guest, Leslie Talley. Leslie is an actor with over 15 years of professional theater and on-screen experience. She started, she starred, sorry, in Sight and Sound Theaters Productions, reprising leading roles for seven years, as well as starring in many local theaters. She worked steadily on-screen, shooting commercials, feature films, short films, print, and voiceover. Leslie is a Pennsylvania native who studied music and social work at Millersville University. She also teaches, specializing in on-screen audition prep, commercials, TV, and filming, film acting. How are you doing today? Hi, I'm doing great. Good. How are you? I'm, you know what? I'm a little frazzled, but it's okay. You're doing great. Thank you. So, what started... When you were a kid, what was it that drew you to theater? Was it your parents? Was it this album? Was this was it a show that you saw? That's a great question. I remember being so my my parents took me and my sisters to New York City for the first time. We mm. saw Les Mis on Broadway. And I knew nothing about it. I didn't have much interest in musical theater at the time. I think before we had gone, I think I had realized that I enjoyed singing, mm. but I didn't know that children could do this. Right. <laughs> okay. So it was just like, okay, that's what I could do when I'm a grown up. But um, so we saw Les Mis and then um, young Cosette came out on the stage and sang Castle in the Cloud. And I remember leaning over to my mom and saying, kids can do this <laughs> how cool and so I learned the song and then that led me to Annie and I was obsessed with Annie um I was probably like 11 so that was like perfect timing mm-hmm. <laughs> um I remember sitting in my bedroom just listening to the Annie soundtrack on my CD yeah does everyone know what a CD is <laughs> um and I just remember listening over and over again belting it out in my bedroom Dude, the Annie soundtrack. I, I played Pit for Annie and Easy Street. Oh yeah. Oh my gosh, is it just tickle every? I, I'm getting chills thinking about yeah. it. I love Annie. I know some people are like haters on Annie, but I. I it has been overplayed. Forever that, love Annie. It's so good. It's so good though. Yeah, it's so good. But I mean, even before I had gone to New York and got inspired um, with musical theater, I had always watched movies as a very young child and I was more captivated with the actors mm. and the acting and what I was trying to learn from them than anything else that I was witnessing watching this movie, you know, the more than the storyline, more than the special effects. Um, it always came back to the acting and I thought, I always thought this is, this is what I want to do. How can I do this? Mm. And were your parents very supportive of that? Yes. I remember always asking my mom if I could get an agent when I was a child. That never happened. And I think she she did me well, you know, by not getting me an agent as a child. Not that there's anything wrong with that, but I think my parents really encouraged me to just be a kid, you know, and enjoy my childhood. Do you have any thoughts behind that of uh, parents who push their children <laughs> to be an adult? Mm. Uh, before maybe they're ready or do you think that's bad for children or what do you have any thoughts on that I think like in anything when it comes to sports um, music playing an instrument or whatever it is I think the child has to have an interest you know mm. if there's no interest then why why are they doing it um, I would never push my own children to do something they don't want to do 
I will say, though, occasionally I will get booked for a job, commercial, TV, film, anything. And sometimes the director or casting director will be like, um, you have a nine-year-old, right? <laughs> Can we use your nine-year-old? And I always ask my kids first. I'm like, mm-hmm. would you want to do this? This is what you'll be doing. This is how long it'll take. This is how much you'll get paid. And then when they hear that part, they're like, I get, I get, to, paid. I get to use that money. And I'm like, yep, it's yep. up to you. But we always say, you have to put some of it in your college account. <laughs> um, but But that's, I mean, I think the good thing about that is that they – get to learn professionalism. Mm -hmm. They get to interact with other adults that are working in a profession where they're being, you know, uh, kind to one another and collaborating and working and taking direction. And that's good for any child. Right. Um, But yeah, I would never personally as a parent, I would never like have them be working like, you know, five days a week. Do you uh, fight for your children to get paid for your for your work? Yeah. Absolutely. Because I know that that's like a that's like a common thing that children get way underpaid. Yeah, they do get underpaid. Um, yeah, I don't I don't know how I feel about that. Um, I mean, generally, actors um, sometimes do get underpaid or, you know, mm-hmm. sure. You know, production will ask that they'll say, you know, we need so and so for this this shoot. It's non-paid, you know, and mm-hmm. I never want to take anything like that personally for myself. But. I always want my child to get paid. And if and if they don't, if I'm getting a, a good pay for a particular shoot, then I'll just, just slide give them. Somebody. Yeah, I'll just give them some of mine. Fair enough. So, um, growing up, did you when did did you did you uh, start auditioning for local school plays, local uh, theater plays? I auditioned for one community theater production, and I didn't get it. <laughs> But <laughs> it's fine. It was The Sound of Music. I think I was like nine, and we were going on a family vacation for their first week of rehearsal. And so when I was a child, I was like, well, that's why. That's why uh, they didn't so cast you, so you me. Had a, yeah. um, you know, it, it was, of course, it was my first audition for a musical theater, so it was probably atrocious. Mm-hmm. But, um, but yeah, and then I never auditioned for anything again until high school, and so my first my first uh, stage production was high school. Uh, what was it? It was Cinderella, Cinderella, and I played the fairy godmother. That's a, that's a uh, well, I say that's a big role, but she's only like I don't know the the musical version. Mm-hmm. Is the fairy godmother a bigger role in that, or is it the same amount? It's as? probably about the same amount. Um, yeah. I mean, she she has like little vignettes dirt throughout the show. Um, and Does she have a solo song. Bippity boppity boo. No bippity boppity boo. No bippity boppity. A duet with Cinderella. Duet. Okay. And I think that might be it. I don't know. But my sister played Cinderella and it was her Oh, well, so that's, it that's was awesome. her senior year of high school. So it was really special for us. Yeah. We could hardly get through it without laughing. Because that's cool. We was were... was your sister also big in the theater? She was. And she was extremely talented. Yeah. She doesn't do anything with it anymore. Oh, okay. Yeah. Was there ever that feeling of being in your sister's shadow? No, I looked up I'm the youngest of three girls and I look I still look up to my sisters so Good. much. I mean, my oldest sister is still involved with theater. Um, my middle sister is not. Um, but but yeah, I always just my I just wanted to be like them, you know. Right. That's good. That's good. Yeah. Family healthy. Yeah. Uh, healthy family. That's healthy family. Yeah. <laughs> um. So when when did you, so you went to college? Did you uh, after high school? Did you think you wanted to go to college for that? Uh, that was what I really wanted to do. But then there was this voice in my head that was like, well, that's not realistic. That's not practical. You won't make any money. You need to do mm-hmm. something that's like going to provide for you. 
Um, so I had gotten a scholarship from University of the Arts in Philadelphia, and um, my goal was just to go into musical theater. And then um, I thought, well, what will I fall back on? Like, mm. I need to do like a real job. So <laughs> then I decided to choose Millersville, mm-hmm. and I started out as music education. And I that lasted for two weeks. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. Um, and I realized I just like singing. I, mm. I appreciate music. I, I love listening to talented musicians. Um, but in terms of like wanting to dive deeper into the music world, I was like, I think I'm good where I am with just doing musical theater. And I don't think that music education is something that I'm totally passionate about. Mm. So then I switched to social work and I was still able to study music a little bit. And and that was just perfect for me. Cool. So uh, did you do any productions through college? I did. Um, so I did a production my sophomore year. My freshman year, I did nothing. I was just involved in choir, and um, and Always I smart. and I mi- but I missed it so much. I felt like That's there fair. was like my soul was taken away from me. You know, like I was like, how can I? I need to get this out of me. Like I want to mm. act. I want to sing. Um, and so I did a production my sophomore year at Millersville. We we did uh, Once on This Island. Okay. And um, when I was doing the show, I realized why am I not doing this all the time? This is what I love. This is this is giving me life. Um, and so I actually left school after my sophomore year. I talked to my parents and they, they were in full support. And That's I good. went out into the world having no experience, not even community theater. <laughs> um, I had nothing on my resume and I just went for it, auditioning for everything I could. I went to New York several times a week and I'm sure that casting directors looked at my resume and was like, why? laughed at right, yeah. <laughs> what they were seeing. Hmm, a high school production of Cinderella, great. <laughs> <laughs> One production at a se- yeah. s- senior year, uh, yeah. sophomore year of college, and then left college. Yeah, um, no, but I, d- I did other productions in mm. high school, but still, that means nothing right, right. in the professional it means world. Absolutely zero things. <laughs> yeah, um, especially if you don't know anybody. Exactly, exactly. Um, so I was just a nobody, you know, and I, but I, I think that my ignorance did me, did me well because mm. I think if I had known what I know now doing what I had done I would have been I wouldn't have I wouldn't have been so motivated you know mm. I worked so hard and I wanted it so badly anyway and so I I got several callbacks and I but it, it was just the experience I didn't have experience I didn't have anything to my name um and then one day I was um I was driving around Lancaster and I had my portfolio of my res- resume and my headshot with me in the car and I thought I think there's like a big theater around here I, I mean I've heard about people working there I think where is it so I like tried to figure out where it was I had never been there and I I found it uh, sight and sound, sight and, sound yep. and so I pulled up and um there a security guard came out and he said can I help you and I said yeah I'm an actor can you just see that someone in casting gets my resume and my headshot and he said yeah, sure. <laughs> That's, that is, you know, I've had that exact same experience where I went to a place not knowing completely anything. It was like, hey, uh, is it possible I could talk to somebody? Yeah. And to a person that should not have ever been yeah. uh, in in any involvement of the person I was talking to. Yeah, yeah. But but it, 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 worked. it worked. It was a blessing yeah. because um, that night I got an email from casting at Sight and & Sound and they said, we're having an open call for our next season next week. 
And I was like, like, (laughs) what is with this timing? It's so good. Um, And so I went in the following week to my audition and I had never been there before. Mm. I was expecting a very small like church show. Yeah, really. <laughs> you know, like just this little little church theater. And so I went in and my mind was blown. And if you go out on that stage without without the big enormous sets and you're just this person on that enormous stage with Blank nothing stage, else, yeah. you are like, "Oh my word, I am the smallest little person right now." If for those of you who haven't been to Sight and Sound, it is it's a 180 stage theater right mm-hmm. so it's you have the you have your typical front and then you have like two wings that come towards the audience so if, if you're in the in you can get seating in the pit and you can literally turn your head to the left and still see stage and then turn your head to the right and still see stage so it is literally like you're there mm-hmm. in some in some respects mm-hmm. and they use the entirety of that stage for the most part of their shows yeah and it is if go just go it's worth it It, it's so much worth it yeah it was it was definitely humbling and i thought oh i'm in i'm in the wrong place i they're gonna realize that i do not know what i'm doing like there are professionals here um my audition went i guess it went pretty well and um i had i don't know a few weeks later i got a contract for no this is a long time ago but it was behold the lamb and Mm. ruth and I was cast as Ruth. And I remember my mom had to call me and she was like, you got you got a contract. And she was reading it. And then she was like, it's for Behold the Lamb and Ruth. And then we hung up and then she called me back and she said, wait a minute, it says that you're Ruth. <laughs> and I said, are you sure? Are you sure? Like, are you certain about that? Oh my. <laughs> um, and I was so terrified um, to go in there because I, I thought everyone's going to realize that I don't know what I'm doing. Like mm. I, I like I don't have experience. I'm not a professional. I, I just kind of do what I. Gonna, yeah. I, I figure it out as I go along. Like what do I do? Um, but I, I think there's something to be said about. I mean, education is so important. But and I, at times I think I wish I would have gone to school for for acting or like to really like learn the craft of acting. But having the experience and being on the stage with a role where I'm very conscious of my body and what I'm doing and the choices that I'm making, that was like some of the best education that I could have because I was doing it every day. Mm -hmm. And there were days where I was like, what do I do with my hands? Okay, what do I do with my arms? (laughs) The number one thing. What is my face doing? You know, Mm -hmm. am I leaning too far forward? Am Am I showing interest in what this character's talking to me about Mm. so it was just like very becoming very aware of myself and i think and then learning from my my scene partners so they were they're still some of one of some of the best actors i've worked with um at sight and sound and um you know they just they've taught me so much they've just their reaction to my to my reactions and they're they're collaborating with me and they're listening to me. And it's just, it was, it was really good, really good for me. That's good. Um, I've heard so many things, so many good things about the the staff at Science Sound um, in regards to like the actors and, and mm-hmm. how just beautifully nice they are. Um, what was it like? I've heard, did they do devos at that time? I'm sorry? Devos? Do you know what, like devotionals? Oh, <laughs> Um, I thought you said divas at first, and oh, I thought, hmm, no, are there divas? <laughs> no, um, we would have, um, we would have 
I mean, it, it's been during my time there, there were there were times where we would have devotionals like before we would begin the day and then other times we would just you know kind of begin our days it was Mm -hmm. all dependent on like who was you know production stage manager at the time um but yeah we would we would have that time and and just knowing that i could go into work and pray with my with my peers and and um and have that worship time beforehand was was really really cool you know i thought how many people get to do this and come to work and 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 share this time together. That was one thing that surprised me when I was talking to Sam Ingram, mm-hmm. uh, was that, yeah, we go to work and we pray and we do Bible studies. And I'm like, that's awesome. Yeah. And granted, I wouldn't have expected anything less from Sight and Sound, but just, just I didn't know that before. Mm-hmm. So that was really cool. Did you? Uh, what was it like walking in there and then having the realization, oh, they have animals on stage here? <laughs> well, that was one of my favorite parts. <laughs> um, there was, particularly, there was a donkey that I got to work with um, for Miracle of Christmas, and I got to um, have significant, like, stage time with him and and then training time with him. And he was just the sweetest donkey. Now he's retired and he's mm. with um, his owner, but um, he, it was just the highlight to me. Some of the animals I didn't care for very much, like the camels, I didn't care for the camels. camels? They just always seem so dirty to me. That's that's Um, fair. But they, I will say, Sight and Sound treats, uh, they treat the animals so wonderfully. Like they, they're very well cared for. And, um, and that was like. So you can't have well-trained animals without taking care of them properly. Yeah. uh, If you, any circus would know that uh, if you mistreat the animals, they're going to act up during the show. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, they're, they're, I mean, they have a great life. Great lives. Yeah, and it's it's really incredible. Um, I've heard I I want to get animal handlers from there on yeah. because I would just love to because I I've heard that there's so many because animals they're unpredictable. Mm-hmm. Uh, in a lot of cases, oh. I've heard <laughs> I've heard so many stories of, with with just David, a sheep will just fall over, mm-hmm. and it, they have to pick it up because yeah. apparently sheep just fall over yeah. for whatever reason. Yeah, sometimes there's poop and you got to step around oh. the poop. And Do I have stories about that? <laughs> you want to tell one? <laughs> sure. Um, so this was years ago um, during Miracle of Christmas. Um, when I played Mary, I had to uh, ride the donkey side saddle down the center aisle singing. Mm. At the time, it was Breath of Heaven. Do you remember that old Amy Grant song? But we had rights to the sight and sound had rights to that song. But anyway, we uh, Mary would sing that. And then we'd get to the the of the stage right before getting up to the stage and um and i would turn around and finish the song with the donkey and then uh i could tell that my donkey willie was his name i could tell that he was about to use the bathroom and i thought oh no oh no 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 not right here in in the center aisle where all the where all the guests are are sitting. sitting and um and there was always sometimes i couldn't maneuver him very well to get mm-hmm. like far from um the one person that would sit on the corner um on on the oh, left no. side of the audience and um and he i couldn't get him i kept pulling him pulling him i'm trying to sing the wrap up the song and and he used the bathroom right at this patron's feet and oh no i was mortified and that poor person was like I mean, it was on him. Like it was. Oh, <laughs> yeah, no. it was on the person. And so I, I finished the scene, and then when I was able to go back to the dressing room, I was like, "How is the person? Someone needs to notify me about this person. Update me about him." And I ended up writing him a note, and I was like, "I'm so sorry. I was trying to pull the donkey away from you. I knew he was going to use the bathroom." 
Um, Did you ever get a response? <laughs> I can't remember. I mean, I don't think he was angry or anything. Oh, that, that's, that's good. And I think that the ushers, the ushers are so good. Oh, the they're, ushers, they're, they're quick prime. to like, take care of stuff. Yes. Um, but yeah, I think I think they cleaned him up. <laughs> I, I would hope so. I don't hope they he got compensated for, oh, for that. Because yeah. oh my goodness, I that was terrible. What a story to have. I got pooped on by a dog. Oh. People are like, how'd that happen? Well. Oh. Oh, oh no. It's a, yeah. It's, I I was pregnant twice when we did Miracle of Christmas. Mm. Um, and pregnancy unfortunately comes with morning sickness for some oh. women and. And just being in the presence of some of that <laughs> was awful for me. Like anytime anything would happen, I'd I'd have to like <laughs> right. get off the stage. <laughs> that, that's uh one one story I have from that is actually from Ruth when we did it here at LBC. Yeah, yeah. Um, I don't know if you remember this, but one of the nights the uh boat had caught the rope with the curtain i remember that and i was the only one who caught that i was it was a time when i was backstage mm-hmm. um and i i had saw that and i was like uh-oh who's gonna <laughs> yeah so i I had, I had to hold the rope on for dear life mm-hmm. uh because i'm pretty sure if that boat had kept going the whole yeah. current would have fallen down yeah because yeah. uh, that's a very it was a very strong curtain yeah and from what i heard from uh brit Drakowski was that the boat was almost going to run into the orchestra bit too. Yeah, I yeah. didn't know that. Yeah. But I was just holding on for dear life. And uh, thank God for the wisdom and the awareness of Brianna, now Wilhelm, mm-hmm. who just calm as ever. Yeah, <laughs> I remember that. And Heather and I were like, <gasps> Heather Greyberg and I, we, we witnessed it all. You saved the day. Yeah. And, um, and Britt, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Brie, yeah. Uh, Brie, yes. The The... the it's so interesting to me how you, in your mind you can realize something is going horribly wrong, but as an actor, you just have to ignore it. Yeah. And you have to keep going with the story. And so casually just... And so what? casually, like, like <laughs> as if it was part of the show. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And just keep moving on. And that's the crazy, craziest thing to me is that you have to have that that awareness mm-hmm. and that comfortability to be okay with and not let it show. Cause mm-hmm. if it were me, I would have broken instantly and just ran for it mm-hmm. on like on stage. I would have ran for it. Yeah. Um, but to just calmly realize, say, Hey, that's happening. I'm going to, I'm going to keep singing my solo song and walk slowly walk towards like nothing's happening. Yeah. Bree did that so beautifully. Yeah. <laughs> I have a clear vision of that. So you said you mentioned that you were pregnant. You were pregnant during our production of Ruth too. I was you? with our third yeah. baby. Yep. What What is it like to be pregnant in the industry? Oh, well, to be running around a huge stage. Well, let me back up. I when I was pregnant with our first little girl, um, I was seven months pregnant during Miracle of Christmas, and to <laughs> to hide that. I mean, granted, of course, Mary was. But the, you know, there's part of the show that she was not with right. child. And um, so that was difficult for the costume um, department to hide. Mm. Um, but it was also really <laughs> tricky as just an actor trying to maneuver on the enormous stage and just mm-hmm. dealing with the morning sis- sickness, the fatigue and just 
being on my feet all day, you know, it mean three shows a day. And it was like, at what point in the pregnancy were you when, when, it, uh, when you were at the show, was it like first trimester, second trimester? Third so that trimester? would have been third trimester. Oh, yeah. wow. Like so, se- seven so, months along, I was like ready to go. So suddenly, suddenly Mary just gets bigger. Yeah. Mary was big. <laughs> like people would be like, is Mary, is Mary really pregnant? And the ushers would be like, yeah. yeah, and that's her husband playing Joseph. <laughs> um, but I, you know, I, I mentioned that Mary had to ride side saddle mm-hmm. on the donkey. But I did get to a point where you know, when you're when you're pregnant, you can't your 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 abdominal muscles they separate. Stripper, yep. And so I, whenever I had to hop up onto the donkey side saddle, you know, you use a lot yeah, of your yep. abdominal strength to to, to do, do that. that. I got to a point where I was like, I, I can't I can't even stabilize myself. So mm. I would just have to walk the donkey down the aisle. I mean, so gradually over the course of that run <laughs> that year, we were like stripping away some of the things for Mary because mm-hmm. <laughs> I just couldn't do it. Yeah. And well, so uh and you were both pregnant uh, with your first two children during that particular show. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What were you doing uh, in regard? Because you were pregnant during our production of Ruth at LBC. Yeah. Was that your only job at that time, or or were were you doing other film projects or acting projects? Yeah. Um. A great question. I well, once I'll back up, and once I had we had our first baby. I continued working at Sight and Sound, and then, and that was really difficult because my husband and I were both working the same schedule, mm. and working um, a theater, oh, yeah. working a theater schedule with a child is so hard on a family because it's not that it's not that in theater you're working more hours than anyone else; it's just the hours that they are. Yeah, very tricky because you don't do school at seven o'clock at night. Right, and and for me as a parent, it's so important for me to have one of the parents be tucking mm-hmm. the children into bed. Like it's important that a child has in in my opinion um for our family it's important that um that you know my children know okay mom or dad will be here tonight to tuck us in. It's very important for mm-hmm. uh, uh, yeah, for developmental purposes because mm-hmm. if you little stuff you do as a as a to your children is mm-hmm. going to stick with them subconsciously for absolutely a long time yeah i believe that too and um so once we had our second one shortly after our first i mean they just came one right after the other <laughs> um then i was like okay now it's time that i'm done like i'm mm. i'm done working the full-time theater schedule um and so that's when i decided to stay home and my husband continued working and and i thought well now is the perfect time for me to be working film because mm. the beautiful thing about film is that I can be a stay-at-home mom and then when I get booked for work, it's maybe like one or two days a week mm-hmm. and and the pay is similar to what you would be pa- getting paid for a full-time job or a part-time job um, depending on the booking that I would get. And so it it was just the per- – it for me, for, I've been doing this now for um, – 12 years and it's just the perfect scenario for our family um i'm available to my kids and i can i can be doing the thing that i love a lot Uh, nothing more than my children of course but but yeah I, i love i love being able to still act and and be creative and do this craft and occasionally i get to do theater now in terms of that i i uh i I'm choosy with the theater mm. product projects that I get because 
um, that takes up so much of my time. You know, when you get booked or mm -hmm. you get booked for a show, it's like lots of rehearsals and, and yeah, it's tech week, <laughs> tech week, and that's a lot of time away from from my family. And so, um, if I get offered something, I really consider it because it's I think how valuable is this to me? Like, is it is it something that I really, really, really want to do? And I really have to want to do it mm -hmm. to be away from my children. Um, how old are your children now? Twelve. Twelve. Almost ten, and two. That makes sense. Yeah. yeah, I was like two. I was like, yeah. oh yeah, that that yeah. was. I was about pregnant. Two years ago. Yeah, during yeah. during birth. Yep. Um, um so, have they had showed any interest in theater at all? So I don't know if you remember, but my oldest was in Ruth at L LBC. Um, you, it, me, who she, was she? She played um, the wagon daughter. She threw the grain of wheat. That's right. To yes. Ruth. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> She's so sweet. Um, they don't have much interest in theater. They're 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 doing ballet right now, and they mm. love that. Um, but they really excel when it comes to like doing film. Um, and I think there's something to be said about stage actors and film yeah, actors. Yeah, I was, I was going to ask that. Yeah. What's, what, like, uh, but we can get into that a little bit later. Yeah, well, I mean, and, and seeing that as a child, like my both of, both of my older two, they're, they don't like a lot of uh, energy. Like they get overwhelmed if there are a lot of like gotcha. super energetic people, which That's pretty bad for comes theater. with theater. Yeah. <laughs> um, I love you theater people, but but, yeah. also. <laughs> <laughs> but also that's hard for, for some people that are very introverted. Um, but um, when they've done film, they do so well with it because it's so intimate. Mm -hmm. It's so quiet. And it's just the director saying, hey, now you're going to do this and you're going to do this. And then you're going to walk over here. And they're like, OK, like it's just simple. And they it's a calming environment. That's good. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't think theater is really for them. If they want to do it, great. I'll, I'll encourage that to happen. But, um, but yeah. That's awesome. So what was it like transitioning from auditioning to theater to auditioning for film? Mm, that's a good question. Um, man, I mean, you want to, you want to have, I've learned that you want to have like the same kind of, energy when you first walk into a room you know like mm -hmm. and, and I think that goes for any time you're meeting someone for the first time you want to be very welcoming and friendly and um and that and you have to be that way when you're auditioning for musical theater or or for film but definitely for film everything is smaller so yes so right you know for for musical theater you can be bigger and you can be bombastic and, mm -hmm. and so i wouldn't i wouldn't give the same audition definitely right. for musical theater as i would for film film is so small and and if you record yourself like i've recorded myself for you know self tapes for musical theater and for film and it's like woo 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 but that's the thing everything is self tapes now because of covid and mm -hmm. um and and i i will watch like okay i have to really dial that down <laughs> Um, but, but I definitely enjoy doing, um, like auditions for film more than theater be, or yeah, more than theater because I feel like it just comes more naturally. Mm. I'm not a very outgoing person. I don't think I have a very huge personality and, and being in a more quiet, calming setting is definitely more for me. That's, that's funny. Yeah. It is so interesting. I, I love, I like meeting, um, like introvert theater people because it's just a rare breed <laughs> yeah when i'm around theater people i love them all of course right but i i'm like okay 
I'm 20 minutes in and that's about all I can take. Yep, I have to go sit alone for a little bit yep. to recharge. If you don't know where I'm at, it's okay. I'm yeah. fine. <laughs> You've sucked the energy out of me. Right. Yeah. Uh, so you, you mentioned that everything is smaller in uh, film. So how did you have to manipulate your face? Was it harder to do... Was it hard to adjust to the way of acting where you had to make everything big and giant? Or was it was it easier or harder to do a film where everything is more nuanced and... and uh, yeah, I think... Um, I, I would I would record myself and just watch what I liked and what I didn't like. Mm-hmm. And that's how a lot of my learning like happened. Like it was just like okay, that was t- that was too much of an expression. Like mm. so I'm going to take that back. And and I think when I'm on set and I'm working on a scene, it's helpful for me to take a minute if something didn't feel quite right, it's helpful for me to be like, "Can I watch that playback so I can see what I did? Something just didn't feel right and I want to make sure that I'm correct in thinking that. And so I'll watch it and I'll say, okay, I know what I need to do, to do now. I mean, it's an art. Like you, it's like photography. Everything has to be like, you know, if you get a picture taken of yourself, you're like, you know what? My eye is like a little smaller right. on this side. That's how that happens to me. And so I like, it's a lot to, it's a lot to focus on. Um, but yeah, I, I think to answer your question, I think it just, it comes easier for me with film, um, with stage, uh, I don't, I don't think I take as much time to consider mm. like what my face is doing. I just want to express it um, in a bigger way because that's what is needed, you and know. Whatever way it comes out is the way it's going to be. Exactly. Okay. Yeah. 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 So, what was your first film project that you worked on? I remember um, I got booked with my agent years and years ago for a. Um, I was. It was for a medical supply company. <laughs> Very interesting. <laughs> Dreams being made right, right there. Yeah. Um, and I was so nervous that the client would know and find out that it was my very first job. Mm. And um, I told one of the other actors on set that day, I was like, this is my first job. And he was like, okay, we won't tell anyone. <laughs> um and I was so nervous, but it went fine. And really, for for a job like that, it's not that I'm like, wow, my life is made. Right. <laughs> <laughs> those those jobs are more like, let's pay the bills. Right. Um, but it's it's the short films. It's collaborating with writers and directors mm-hmm. and um and feature films. Those are the those are the the projects that I really really love. Because I get to actually do scene study. I get to work on a character and consider what this character is thinking and feeling and why they do the things they do and why they react the way they do. Um, That's fun for me. I love that. So how much time is spent into the character study in order to, uh, until you're satisfied with, with where the character's at? I would say the second I get the script, I'm working on it until we shoot it. I mean, for me, I, I sometimes it's just in my car. I'm just going over the scenes, going over them, and until they feel natural, until they, until I'm really considering what I'm saying and why I'm saying these things, um, and what what actions I would put with that. You know, would my character be a very like frenetic kind of <laughs> um, character, or would my character be very um, 
you know, subdued and and subtle with with her her movements, you know, her physicality. Um, it's just piecing all of that together for me is super fun, and that's where my nerdiness, I guess, comes out. <laughs> that's, that's awesome. Do you? Uh, what is one of your biggest struggles that you have into like adapting to a character? or putting that on the stage you, you mentioned your your face a little bit but mm. is that the biggest struggle you think you have or no i think being confident i i'm not a very confident person um and especially in terms of singing i'm not a very confident mm. singer um i enjoy it but i get super nervous um so the nerves more so for stage get the best of me mm. um i love it and while i'm doing it i'm like this is awesome i'm right. so glad i did this um, but in rehearsals for stage, I'm a nervous wreck. Like I cannot let those nerves just, I can't trust myself. Mm. But with film, I do trust myself and I, I really, really love it. And there's, there's really, um, it's a, just a different process for me. But with film, with stage, I'm, I'm constantly going over the scenes, constantly singing the songs to get it perfectly right that time. And, and, and then working on the scenes and trying to discover like, uh, you know, what if what if my my scene partner makes this choice on this particular day? How would I react? What would my response be? How would how would I change the way I say this line? You know, it, it's it's a lot to consider, and some people maybe don't realize, you know, what an actor might do and what they might study beforehand. Mm-hmm. You know, it just it doesn't always come naturally. No. Um, and while while I did say it, film in terms of film it. I enjoy it a bit more because it feels more natural. It's not that it is mm-hmm. like riding a bike. It's like, okay, I want to study this and make it as perfect as I can because I care about this project. It's super interesting. The uh, I've been doing voice work because I have one of the most hysterical laughs ever <laughs> that people like. Um, and uh, I also like to do my own my own little stuff. So I've been doing a lot of voice work for this Halloween piece I'm making, where uh, I'm acting as if I have to get into this place. I'm escaping some some something, and uh, it just happens to be the wrong house. You know, there's clowns, there's <laughs> witches, there's all these other things. So it's been a lot of fun uh, learning how to manipulate my voice in different ways and figuring out. Uh, how to get the perfect take is mm. super hard because your your voice has limitations. Yeah. And your voice has a tendency to rest in a certain area. Yep. And but for like filming projects, you need to have your voice go all sorts of ways. Absolutely. To con- help convey the uh, message. Mm-hmm. And so that's it's one of the things that I didn't really I knew that it was a thing. But I didn't really appreciate it until I had to actually do it and then realize, oh, man, that's a lot. It is a lot. And that, that goes for the, the same for um, stage, too, mm-hmm. because especially especially if you're working on a really large stage, the audience can only see so much Jeez, of what yep. your body is doing. And sometimes um, sometimes it's just listening. You know, if your mm-hmm. body's just standing there doing nothing physically, but they hear your voice, um, then in your voice is just one tone the whole time. It's not interesting enough. No. Like, and I remember when I was just starting out, I had a director um, who I, 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 this advice, like I use it to this day. So if you're listening, thank you. Um, <laughs> I, um, he told me, you need to make your voice go up and down more. Like it is, it is so monotone. 
and it has like a nice, just easy go of it, but like you need to make it go up and down. And I consider that now. Like I think about that because I do get into like a cadence where it's mm-hmm. just, it sometimes can be very monotone. Is it called inflection? Is yeah, the called? inflection. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I've realized, I really have realized that um, <laughs> um, just by listening back to recordings that I, you know, stupid recordings of me and my friends doing stupid stuff (laughs) that uh, my voice tends to, and I just realized just now as I was listening to those things and I'm still in that monotone kind of voice. I I realized that that's kind of where my voice stays a lot. Uh And it it doesn't work for engaging content at all. Mm -hmm. Uh, And especially when I'm having to deal with children, it doesn't work at all if you just keep (laughs) in a monotone voice. Yeah, exactly. You have to go up and down and all around. I know. And sometimes I notice as a parent, like I'll talk to my two-year-old if she's not listening and I'm just like, Marley, you know, I'm just saying something to her. But if I go, hey, Marley. Yeah, yeah. And then her ears perk up and she's like, oh, what does she have to tell me? You know, and it's just the, the, you know, the variety helps. I was just at my niece's high school graduation and her principal spoke and the principal was like, welcome class of 2022. Thank you so much. And, you know, and it was, I was like, are you kidding me? Show some life, please. <laughs> that, that is the one thing I hate about all graduation <laughs> ceremonies is that the most monotone person in the entire world happens <laughs> to be not, the, the main speaker is typically better, but it's always, it's always the principals and, and the, and the presidents and, the, yeah. and yep, that, that just, Hi guys, welcome to graduation 2020. Yeah, yeah, but I thought, oh, he needs he needs a, he needs a little some... class on that. Right? Yeah, it's and, and granted, yeah, it's a lot of work to do that, but it's not that much work. No. Um, and it, it's really simply just, uh, <clears throat> I have always talked to myself, and I found I found that that it's it's helpful to do that, um, because normal not. Not only am I hearing myself, but I'm also getting a chance to like play around with my voice because uh, I get to talk to myself, and yeah. that, and I I realize that as I talk to myself more and more, I start to get bored with myself. So I start, <laughs> so I start to, to make it more around. interesting. Yeah. Hmm. Um, how has your faith played into the choices you make as a uh, actor mm-hmm. as a uh, director, etc. What has your faith story always been? I'm, I've always been Christian, or was that more of a uh, roller coaster journey for you? No, also? always. I mean, this has been my faith has been prevalent my whole life, mm. and um, of course, as any Christian, you have your ups and downs of of life. You know, things that get thrown at you, and you have to figure out how to navigate that and and find your your relationship with God, you know, times where it's stronger, times where it's um, <clears throat> weaker. Um, but in terms of being in this industry, especially for film, there have been things, that, um, offers that I've been given um, for films that I are not in line with my faith. And so um, I'm very choosy, not only in terms of how much time a production or filming would take for me but also what my character that I would be playing would be conveying to the Mm -hmm. world um you know and most of the time no one knows the stuff that I do and that's fine I don't care about that but but I care I care that what I'm giving to the industry is something that is um 
not necessarily just wholesome, but but redeeming. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, I want my characters that I play to be positive. And there was one time just a few years ago that I was offered a role, um, a lead role in this this feature film. And um, and I, I declined it because it really wasn't something that uh, was in keep, keeping in line with my faith. Mm. Um, and and I, I, you know, did I lose anything from that? No, I, I didn't. Um, I, I was certain in my decision. And I, I sometimes ask myself, would I want my daughters to see me do this? Mm. Um, and that comes along with everything. You know, what I wear um, if I'm playing a character, what, what my character is wearing, what my character is doing, would my daughters be proud of me? Would I want my daughters to see me being this person? Um, and that helps me. I have three kids, three daughters, and it's important for them to know that their mom is is portraying a somewhat of a wholesome life. <laughs> I'm sure that comes a lot with talking to your husband too. Absolutely, yeah. Um, <clears throat> you know, there have been times when I've been like, I, you know, I don't know what my relationship will be with this other character, and. You know, he he understands the way it goes and we have a solid relationship. So um, I would never I don't I can't foresee myself ever doing something where um, it would be, uh, you know, I don't know. Scandalous. Scandalous. Right. Yeah. Thank you. Scandalous. I, I, I wouldn't enjoy that at all. <laughs> well, he, he, right. Um, that's, that's kind of one thing I've always wondered because kissing scenes are, are like a one of one of the bigger uh "Quote unquote scandalous scenes mm-hmm. in uh, theater and film." Uh, is that a line for you? I'm. I feel like, um, thankfully, a lot of the theaters that I've worked with, like I, the directors don't require kissing, and we. In fact, we. I was just cast um, as Viola de Lesseps in Shakespeare in Love mm-hmm. through Creative <laughs> Pursuits, and my husband got to play Shakespeare. Um, so before he was cast, I was, I was like, you know, I don't know who's going to be playing William Shakespeare, but there's a lot of kissing. Like, how would you feel about that? And he was like, you you just do what you have to do, you know? Um, but then he ended up getting cast. We never did the show because of COVID. Thank you. (laughs) So does anyone want to pick up that, that production and do it? I'd love to do it. But, um, but yeah, I mean, it, it ended up working out perfectly, but during rehearsals, I thought, how would I do this with another, another Mm. actor, you know? Um, I have uh, something in the works for next spring and, um, I just had a meeting with a director. This movie will take place in Arizona being Mm. shot in Arizona. And, um, he, the director knew that, um, my husband was an actor as well. And so he said, you know, there are scenes where your character, um, has to be with another person, be with another man. And so we're just going to use your husband and they're, you know, that's, you know, that'll make things easy, you know, and, and we won't make anything uncomfortable for you. And, and I appreciated that. That's good. Uh, so you had, uh, talked about doing many, having many hats when you went into film. Mm -hmm. Um, what was one of the situations where you became a director or, uh, not an actor? Yeah. Um, well, thankfully, um, when David Felty, Mr. Felty was here, um, and Heather Grayberg was, was here for Ruth. Um, they, they knew, I, I'm pretty sure they knew that I had never directed at that point. Um, but I was so honored that they asked me to come in and assist and direct. Um, 
and that was like a great taste for me to to dive in and, and get a hold of like what what is involved in that and that's something that I had always wanted to do um and since then I've I've um assistant directed film um and I've done other things in film as well um there's actually a position called a second second ad yes (laughs) which never makes sense to me that that's the title um but I've done that. I, I can't say that I always enjoy um, the other hats in in film. Um, my favorite one is acting, of course. But mm. but yeah, I think it's good for anyone in any industry to be to be uh, having access to other departments, other other positions um, in that industry that you're in. So you see what the other person is having to live through and, and experience and how you treat that other person. Right. Yeah. There, uh, there can be a lot of, uh, it's, I don't, I don't know if disdain is the right word for it, but there, there's, a, there can be a lot of looking down upon other, mm-hmm. others because you're not an actor mm-hmm. or maybe that person went for acting and all the, and what they ended up in was, uh, set designer or, or yeah. dressing. Yeah. And, and, Dressing can be very annoying. Uh huh. Uh, so it's it. So I I would agree with you that it's probably really important if you want if you love the the craft mm-hmm. to put on different hats and just see what it's like. And that way, because you it it is rare that we often self reflect. Mm-hmm. And I often don't realize what I'm doing is might be hurtful to somebody else. But mm-hmm. once you once you've stepped in those shoes and realize and it's happened and now it happens to you, mm-hmm. you're like. Oh my. Mhm. And and it's just building unity. Right, exactly. And and truth be told, like if one if one little cog in the whole system, either stage or film, is not doing a wonderful job mm-hmm. at the end, you know it. Like right, yes. you you know the audience will see it and be like something just wasn't I mean, it was a good show, but it was like, you know, was just a bit the off. lighting wasn't great or yeah. like the costume, the set could have been better. Um, and that, that, I mean, that is so evident in film, especially because like if sound isn't great, I mean, everything can be visually beautiful and done so wonderfully, but if the sound is not good, mm-hmm. forget it. <laughs> yeah. Imagine Prince of Egypt without the soundtrack it has. Yeah, absolutely. Like, you know, or like any, like, any great piece of film, everything has to be uh, solid. And that comes from having solid relationships. Anything that's been rushed or anything that's been uh, pushed down, it, mm-hmm. you can clearly tell with, with all different productions, um, you can clearly tell that something didn't quite... There was a disagreement here, obviously, because mm-hmm. yeah. you can tell. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so... Right now, we're going to take a break. It's We're running off our time on the radio. Uh, we will be going. You're free to stay for a little bit mm-hmm. longer. Yeah. So we'll be going on. We'll be continuing on uh, Facebook Live at Facebook.com for Sasha Story. Where can people find you? Um, I'm ashamed to say Instagram, <laughs> but that's a big uh, that's a big thing for actors. And then also um, I have a website as well. And I that's wish I LeslieTally.com. Yeah, I think that's what it's called. Here I am. I don't even know what my website is, um, but I have one. I'll fill. I'll fill up the time for you to find that. So <laughs> okay. it, it's it is really interesting how um how important social media is for actors nowadays uh, post COVID. Uh, it it's kind of how 
you get your in in the world. That's where people find you now. Mm-hmm. And that didn't used to be the case. Uh, did you find it? I'm, I'm almost there. Okay, so one thing I've had to work on. <laughs> I have it now. Okay. <laughs> yeah, this is really telling my age, right? It's Leslie Ann Tally, Ann with an E, dot Wixsite.com. So W-I-X-S-I-T-E. And that's Ann A-N-N-E? Okay. <laughs> yes, A-N-N-E. Cool. And uh, you, f- you can look her up on Leslie Tally and find her on Instagram. Um and follow her. What, what's one of your upcoming projects? Um, I am actually going to be playing um, a former Amish woman in a little film called The Pony Cart Adventure. And that's produced by? Uh, Recognized Productions. Recognized Productions. So if you, if you want to see some of her work, she's also done uh, film. Pro- I mean, you probably are on film for Ruth at Sign Sound. Yes. Or, yeah. Yes. So you can We're find on the DVD. Find her there. And with that said, I hope the radio. Uh, we're we're going to go into one of my songs for a little transition back to the radio. This is called You Remain. This is a worship song I wrote two years ago during the fiasco that was COVID and realizing that, you know, everything isn't going to stay. Things are going to change, but God still remains. speak you are there right beside me when all hope is lost and i can't bear the cost you are there paying it for me and when things turn to dust and there's nothing to trust you are there honest to me It's clear who you're meant to be You are my strength You are my faith When all things fade away Yeah, yeah. 